Seeds by No Stone Theatre. This episode is brought to you in association with Curve Theatre. We recommend using headphones for the best listener experience. Episode 3. This is the cat. Why have you stopped, Dimitri? A moment, please. Dimitri, you have seeds unattended at your station. We don't want... I can hear scratching. Where? I've heard it in Mexico, in Portugal, sometimes in New Zealand. I thought it was my ears, so I put a bit of oil in them to clear them out. What kind of oil? Cooking oil. Who's been giving you cooking oil? No one. It's been one of the first things to run out. I had it already from before. And it seemed to work. But then I heard the scratching again this morning. It's my cat. He's somewhere in the Institute. I haven't seen him for a few days. You bring your cat to work? To keep the rats away from the seeds. Oh. What's its name? Mikhail. Mikhail? Yes. After the dissident writer? After the father of Russian science. Oh, yes, that's probably more. Mikhail Lemonosov. She can hardly call out the name of a dissident writer on the street, can she? She get locked up. Of course. Although I even wonder about Mikhail Lemonosov sometimes. Scientists fall in and out of favour, especially now. Particularly now. Not Lomonosov, though, surely. He froze mercury. Plus, he's dead already. Reputations can still be under threat, even if the person... I'm saying that if it can happen to our own director... We don't know what's happened to our director. He stood in front of Stalin. He stood face to face and told him that if he wanted frost-resistant crops, it would take ten years to develop, maybe fifteen, and no one could do it overnight. I know. Who says that to Stalin? He did. And then Lysenka... I think you should stop thinking about it. The hack, the farming hack. Irina. Lysenka stood in front of Stalin, face to face, and told him that if he wanted frost-resistant crops, he definitely could do it overnight. A much more popular answer, I imagine. Oh, you think so? People hear what they want to hear. Of course they do, but it's not true, is it? Which is why our director wrote to Lysenka, explaining why it wasn't true, and how modifying something overnight would cause thousands of crops to fail and millions to starve. And how could any man have that on his conscience? I must say, I very much admire the way he expresses himself. Well, we all do. Of course we do. But since the letter was posted, we haven't seen him. You think it might have been intercepted? And passed to the NKVD, and deemed to express anti-Soviet sentiments. You should take a break, Irina. When did you last sleep? He's been away months, Dmitri. He might have been taken. We don't know that. And what if we're next? 
I don't think they'd bother with us. And what about Sasha? I don't think I'm of interest. I didn't mean that. I mean, what do we even know about you? You've known me for two months. Sasha came after all this. After the letter. She might be here because of the letter. I assure you, I was just a violinist with the Leningrad Radio Orchestra. If anything, we should be worried about what Leonid's been up to. Leonid's ill at home. He can barely see. He's been unreliable. He wouldn't have done anything. I shouldn't have. He might. It's a bad time to be a scientist. That's my point. People are suspicious. God, even I'm suspicious, and I'm... All right, look, let's not call the cat any name at present just to be on the safe side. Well, he's still scratching somewhere. How should we get him out into the open? I use a whistle. Perhaps we could try calling his name anyway. No one's listening. We don't know that. Mikhail! You silly girl, I said we don't know that. Mikhail! I have a whistle! Mikhail! This is what it sounds like when a tram slams on its brakes. This is the driver getting out and picking a dead cat off the tracks and throwing it to the side of the road. This is him getting back in and shrugging his shoulders and picking up the tram intercom. It buzzes and whines. More strays, he says. Now there's less food being thrown away. We might hit another en route, so you should be ready for sudden braking. This is the rumble as we set off again. These are the buildings along the route which pass by. Some of them wake tiny, fleeting moments for me. Not about my accident, but from earlier in my life. This is the building where my mother used to queue up for bread before she got sick, and I had to queue with her so that the grocer might pick out a bigger loaf for us. This is the music school where I took violin lessons with a borrowed violin until I was made to stop and give the violin back. This is the restaurant where my father asked me where I thought our food came from and when I didn't know he thumped the table and told me in a loud voice that potatoes were brought to Russia by Peter I. There were precise historical documents. This is Zayaki Island where I took him to sober up. And he told me that it was on this spot that Peter the Great put his sword in the ground and demanded that a city be built starting with a fortress and that many serfs died building it. This is where he said, to make something great, you have to make a great sacrifice. But it was usually the workers that had to do it. This is the tram stop at the south end of Nevsky Prospect. And I feel I should be standing up and getting off. And so I pull myself up with the straps in the ceiling and I step off the tram. And I'm standing outside a McDonald's. Maybe getting off was just about hunger. It's closed, though, too. And so I walk. And my body wants me to head west, towards a bridge. I sense the fire on the horizon, hotter now. And the creature that's rushing from it is faster now, too. Also on a journey, like I am. Also burning, also hungry. And it's a wayward journey like mine that this beast is taking through the streets that were once marshes, along the roads that were once glaciers, turning left and right and left again in search of something to satisfy it or make it burn brighter still. And I walk more quickly now. This is Stroganov Palace. 
And this is the palace bridge which crosses the river Neva. And this is a cafe which is locked and empty bar the owner who is inside smoking a cigarette and looking at his phone. This is me banging on the window and seeing him get up and walk to the back room without even looking over. This is the splash of a taxi as it goes past. And this is the statue of Mikhail the Monosov, the plaque at its foot informing me that he was the father of Russian science. And my body doesn't know where to take me now. Maybe it never knew, and the whole journey was a promise of something that wouldn't come. Or it was just a way of dragging me out of the hospital to die like a cat in the rain. And I curse. And I sit. And I catch my breath. This is where the vitreous in my eyeballs becomes more liquid and microscopic fibres clump together and cast tiny shadows on my retina. This is what would happen to my eyes when I carried the bread home for my mother and wasn't allowed to eat it on the way. These are the hunger pangs still there, still growing. This is the world fading. This is the cold of the bronze at my back. These are the rats in the gutter. And this is the storm overhead. firing out or them firing in? I don't know. Felt closer that time. They say there are gunships in the Gulf of Finland. I can always see Finland from my apartment. You must be up high. I'm on the top floor. Sometimes I can see flashes of light and plumes of smoke on the hills above the city. blockade anymore. Don't say it. Stop being a blockade months ago. Please. This is a siege. I might stay here in the Institute tonight if I can't find Mikhail. You're welcome to stay too. There can't be one rule for me and one rule for everyone else. I'll wait and see if it clears up out there. The rain is set for the night, I think. Not the rain I'm worried about. No, of course. Tell Sasha she can stay as well. She can sleep in the Egypt section. She says it feels warm. Even though it isn't really. She's already asleep. She slept through the explosion. Sasha! Sasha, wake up! If she's lucky enough to have got used to them so she can rest, then leave her. I haven't. I can't sleep at all. I shouldn't have called her silly. She isn't silly. She hasn't finished her shift. She can start early tomorrow. We start at this time and we finish at this time. The work gives us structure. The routine keeps us... What? The routine keeps us from thinking about the gunships and about our director. And about hunger. And it'll be better for her than sleeping in the long run. Then at least make her some tea. Zasha! Zasha! I'll make her some then. We don't have any tea. I might ask to borrow some leaves from the Hotel Astoria. 
they won't give us any. See, this is a field hospital now. They'll keep it for their patients. I'm going to ask anyway. Sasha, wake up. I wake up with a statue still at my back, and my hair still wet, but now there's a hot drink in a disposable cup by my side. It's steam rising from a little hole in the plastic lid. Looks like someone took pity on me as I slept. The man in the cafe must have come out after all. Oh, he knows me. No one else seems to know me. I take a sip. Black. Sweet. Russian tea. The tea the Cossacks brought back from China. I can only take tiny sips. Even breathing in the steam hurts my throat. Perhaps I worked at the cafe once. Or worked there before I got a job. And my finger touches the two A's on my shirt. One at the start, one at the end. Astoria. The uniform is of a staff member at the Hotel Astoria, back over the river. I hold the tea cupped in both hands and I walk again. And as I move, the thing running from the fire moves again too, the creature. Heading west, then east, then west again. Over the cobbles where dinosaurs walked. Across the squares where snakeweed grew. Sure again of where to go now, like I am. I stop and look out over the river, as black as my tea, and churning in the wind, but still flowing strongly out towards the Gulf of Finland. Here now is the Museum of Russian Vodka, closed, as is the Stroganov Steakhouse, serving Argentinian porterhouse and Japanese wagyu, but a sign says it doesn't have any at present because of a problem with a supplier. And thinking this grows a new thought that I know what I am. And the beast, running from the fire, licks its lips. Perhaps it's licking its lips at me. And I lick my lips too. And then I lick out the grainy leaves and the sludge of sugar from the bottom of my cup. This is my blood sugar rising. This is my pulse quickening. At the end of the road, I can see Senate Square and the dark outline of the trees in Alexandrovsky Park. To the left, I can see the bronze horseman of Peter the Great, and to the right, the statue of Nikolai I, and in front of me, a pastry shop, which specialises in Georgian kada, but which is boarded up, and it doesn't say why, and I'm thinking that they haven't had their delivery of butter or sugar. And as I walk past it, I can hear, bouncing around the gilded dome of the cathedral, a sound I remember clearly from before the accident. I can hear the bells of St. Isaac's that rang on the hour every hour during my shift as a food buyer at the Hotel Astoria. Seeds by No Stone Theatre, starring Nina Sasonia, Graham Rose, Jordan Kemp. Katie Stevens, and Kirsty Ryder. The text is by Nick Walker, music and sound design by John Owen, and the artwork by Gemma Hattersley. It was directed by Nicholas Pitt and produced by Johanna Taylor. Episode 3 was brought to you in partnership with Curve, a state-of-the-art theatre based in the heart of Leicester's vibrant cultural quarter. 
Over 750,000 people a year engage with Curve through performances and projects in Leicester, across the UK, as well as internationally. Curve has developed a reputation for producing, programming and touring a bold and diverse programme of musicals, plays, new work, dance and opera. And all of this is presented alongside a dynamic mix of community engagement, artist development and learning programmes which firmly places audiences, artists and communities at the heart of everything Curve does. Throughout lockdown, Curve has created and shared a range of digital content for audiences to enjoy. From archive recordings of productions to in-depth interviews of leading theatre makers and activities to keep children creative. Find all of Curve's online content at curveonline.co.uk. And please join us next week for episode four with the Birmingham Repertory Theatre and subscribe using Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. Please also check out our website, nostonetheatre.com, for more info about the series and follow us on social media if you like the show so that we can keep in touch. Seeds is a No Stone Theatre production and was made possible with funding from Arts Council England.